Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. The FIA, Formula One's governing body, has handed Red Bull Racing a $7 million fine and aerodynamic testing reductions after striking an agreement over its breach of Formula One's budget cap last year. The FIA revealed after the Japanese Grand Prix that both Red Bull and Aston Martin were in breach, putting them at risk of sanctions. Red Bull have fiercely denied that they broke the budget cap, but they did enter talks with the FIA to reach a settlement. Today we find out what exactly are the full financial and sporting penalties dished out, how it will impact Red Bull on the track, and what it means for teams who might breach the cost cap in the future. Let's get up to speed with Autosport.com's editor, Hayden Cobb. Hayden, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. It feels like it's been a long time, so it's nice, nice to be back. How are you doing? Oh, good. Normally, it's on a Sunday night show doing a race review, but this week we've got Luke and Codders. We've sent them to Mexico enjoying the uh, six hours uh, jet lag, although not Luke because he stayed out there. Yeah, after yeah he's, he's fully acclimatised now. 
Hey, it should be codders that's, uh, you know, slightly uh, sleepy on the first couple of days. But let's get into it. Look, this is huge news. Every F1 team has a budget cap uh, for the team. Uh, things like engine program from 2021. They did do a dry run before it. So I've seen uh, some people saying, well, this is the first time we've done it. You know, it's probably Red Bull fans obviously saying, well, you kind of got to give them some leeway. There was... A practice run, as it were. So it was the first time. Yes, last year it was being done for real. Following Japan, we found out Red Bull and Aston Martin were in breach. What's been the timeline since then? So, yes. So both teams had basically the opportunity to either go into what is loosely called a sort of an agreement breach where they sort of negotiate, if that is the right word, of what the penalty would be with uh, from the FIA or the the second road in, in that fork is basically to, to fight it and, and state their case. Um, but both teams were, were willing and offering to go into sort of the agreement breach pathway. So therefore they, they, they went into talks with the FIA on, on what sort of penalties they would be facing. Um, and yeah, so yeah, we'll just quickly recap that it was a minor spending breach by uh, uh, Red Bull, which was under 5% of the total budget cap. And for Aston Martin, it was a procedural breach. So different types of breaches there. Um, and, and Williams had one of these already earlier in the year. They, they did. They were late with submitting some paperwork mid during the year and they got a $25,000 fine, I believe, yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of where the ballpark was looking for procedural breaches where Aston Martin, but Red Bull were obviously in a whole new world of, of actually breaking the cost cap. Um, and so we got to the United States Grand Prix when talks were were, were ongoing, um, but they were on Red Bull's behalf at least. They were they were paused after the death of uh, Dietrich Mazzucchitz, and mm. then resumed as they approached the Mexican Grand Prix. Um, and as of yes, Friday morning in in Mexico, the the penalties were were announced and and the full reasons behind it, and, and that's where we are right now. We finally got news of Red Bull's punishment. It's both financial and sporting, which I partly mentioned in the intro. But can you fill us in on what Red Bull are facing and uh, what the FIA have imposed on them? Yeah, sure. So starting on the financial, it's the $7 million fine, fixed fine, paid within 30 days to use the, the actual reading. But yeah, paid, paid now. It sounds it's, like last time I got a speeding ticket. Yeah, it's well, like, this, this is the I amount think, payable it, within 30 days. It does feel like odd to, to get that included. But, you know, it's always important with the details. So that's the financial side of it. The sporting side of it, which is probably the more crux and the key of it for, for Red Bull's point of view, is a 10% reduction on their aerodynamic testing. That's both wind tunnel and CFD time. And we already have this sliding scale of restrictions on aerodynamic testing whereby the teams that are the most successful the year before have less percentage time to those at the back to, with the idea of bringing the, the grid together. Um, so as Red Bull are World Constructors Champions this, this year, they were already getting the least amount, which was going to be 70% of the seventh place team. Hope you're keeping up with me at home. So working out the maths of the 10% reduction, it actually means they're now on a 63% uh, of their aerodynamic testing time. Now let's compare right. that to Ferrari, who if they hold on to second place this year, off uh, compared to Mercedes, they'll get a 75% of the seventh place team. So it's it's a, it's a considerable margin that they, they have lost. And it 
it's yeah <laughs> there's no two ways about it but is it enough is it is it mm. strong enough is it is it that that's the sort of debate that is is going to rage on simply and probably ask different people um and they'll give you different answers it's very formula 1 thing in true formula 1 style to make something massively complicated but yet they picked seventh place in the constructors championship that gets that's like the baseline and the 100%, you're listening yeah, yeah. and thinking like there's more than seven teams that is the baseline. So if you finish 8th, ninth, 10th, or if more teams enter, for instance, with new engine regs, doesn't look like it, but if there was an 11th team, um, you actually get more. So you get 105, 110, 115%. But then it works its way down. So 6th, 5th, 4th, as Hayden's mentioned, a reducing sliding scale. But yeah, 7th place is the benchmark, the baseline in terms of... And it actually kind of gets rejigged halfway through the season as well, but that's, like I say, very Formula 1 thing to make something that could be easy to understand and really overcomplicated. Listen, can Red Bull appeal this? No, as as we said earlier, because it was an agreed... A penalty i.e. that they went into talks with the FIA there's there's no they sign away their their right to appeal they they agreed to the penalty so uh yeah. that's that's them done that's it same same with uh, Aston Martin so no that that will be the the penalty in its in its entirety uh unless there's further breaches to come next year which I'm sure all teams will be aware of not doing um that'll be it in terms of what penalties will be felt for the 2021 season so, I mean, the obvious question is, I think I should ask this on behalf of many of our, our listeners. And I think, you know, depending on whether you're a Red Bull fan or not a Red Bull fan, um, will or even a neutral, will depend how you feel about the punishment. But as this was for overspending in 2021, and there's been that famous clip going around of Ross Braun, although he works for Formula One, he doesn't work for the FIA, uh, the governing body. There is that famous clip going around from a couple of years ago where he says, look, Make, like, make no bones about it. Or let's be clear, if you breach it, you lose your championship. Will any punishment be retroactively applied to the Red Bull cars which were racing illegally? You know, inverted commas. I'm not saying they didn't pass scrutineering. Uh, they were absolutely legal cars that passed every possible test uh, at the races. But will there be a retroactive punishment as part of this? No. There, it was in the the scale and of the options of penalties. They They could have gone full... Uh, disqualification from the championship, which was obviously the most extreme, to to points deductions, to to heavier fines, uh, and sort of other areas within that. But th- this is what they've settled upon of a of a of a, a monetary fine and a a uh, sporting penalty that will be applied yeah. for the future, rather than yeah reactively. So um, no, no, that the results of the twenty twenty one championship will, will remain unchanged. The timeline of this is that the FIA, well, actually the timeline is Red Bull announced a press conference in the morning Mexico time. So we knew we knew it was coming, um, or at least the timeline that I understood. Then uh, the FIA published their document. We're recording this shortly after the Red Bull press conference has happened. Um, and it's before FP1 when we're recording this, hence why we're not talking about any of, of the on-track action. Uh, uh, but it turns out it wasn't just one or two things. We'd heard rumours, uh, mainly coming out of Dutch media some of our dutch colleagues but also sort of dutch social media and you kind of wonder oh you know a sort of uh you know people in this whole situation using the sort of more friendly side of the the dutch media to sort of get a little bit of uh, defense out there in in advance these kind of things happen in in the media and it's sort of more more politics really than than sport but it's fascinating how this has become very political uh, and you know weeks ago they were saying well look it's just a catering 
issue. Don't worry about it. it the cars weren't any faster. Well, it turns out there weren't just one or two issues. There was actually 13. Do you want to, do you want to run us through them or even the main ones? I can do. And yeah, starting with the one that, at least in a lighthearted sense, and I know this is a very serious topic, made me smile, was, was the, the catering is uh, as part of the breach uh, in terms of they overspent within that bracket of, of the team. Obviously, like you say, the main focus of what the spending would be, or we'll be on the car and the, the team personnel and equipment. But catering hospitality is, is within that. We do know that Rebel like to go go big with their catering the hospitality. <laughs> That's what they're about. And full play, fair play to them. That is sales. It's marketing at the end of the day. Um, that was part of it. Um, we've also into the sort of the very detail, which is which is nice that I sort of credit the FIA and Rebel for for releasing this. And they did say before it came out that they would be transparent and the reasons behind how these breaches have come about have come out, and, and they haven't, of course, and. Breaking them down, it was uh, employers' social security contributions, payments, things like that, Um, costs of reporting in financial senses, uh, bonuses, things a lot to do with, yeah, your your balance sheets, your taxes, your things that you don't think of. And this is where Horner's defence of it's not related to car performance but things that all build up any business not not only a formula one team and that makes sense because you could put somebody on a you know 20 grand a year basic but on a 120 grand a year bonus and red bull didn't include the bonuses for winning the championship in there i remember uh, talking to a red bull mechanic during the vettel weber era probably after that i don't know the third or fourth world championship and because you know, the team, everyone in the team, whether it's, I think, I think the way Red Bull did it, they're a very inclusive organisation. I think everyone, literally from the overnight cleaners to Christian Horner, is on a win bonus if you win the championship, the teams, the constructors. And one of the engineers was, was saying, like, yeah, bought me a new kitchen this year. So, like, um, and that's probably like, I don't know, 15, 20 grand. I don't know what you spent on a kitchen. I don't know. Uh, but, and that was many years ago, obviously. So the bonuses can be significant and they weren't included in in Red Bull's numbers. Anyway, sorry, carry on. That's right, yeah, yeah. No, you, you, you are spot on there. Um, and then sort of breaking it down further uh, away from those sorts of financial costs, it was uh, covering costs of power units. Now, obviously, with the Red Bull powertrains wasn't an official thing last year. It was still a Honda engine uh, as, as they were yeah. on their way out. Um, that's quite interesting and be curious to see how that's gone wrong, as it were. But yeah, um, yeah that, in terms of reporting, that's hasn't been strictly up to, to measure. Because um, obviously with Honda, we know from the McLaren days, one of the things about that deal where McLaren chose it, because the Honda power unit was effectively free. Obviously, I know Honda, you know, someone pays for it. Yeah. Um, and the last I heard, that deal had been carried over to, to Red Bull, as in that's what Honda bring. Honda bring the power unit. There wasn't a check being written as such from Red Bull to Honda every year. And so there's some confusion around getting something for... Again, in inverted commas, free. I'm oh, sorry, carry, carry on. <laughs> no, it's fine. And and within that, of talking about the Red Bull powertrains, it was a cost involved in setting up that facility, not the full scale of it, but um, yeah, cost that would have impacted the 2021 season. So it's, as we've so said, we have covered it. And then um, travel costs, uh, maintenance, things like that. It really does go quite in almost every area um, from, from engines to, to sandwiches. Mm. So it's it's wide scale um, and has if we, if we sort of sum up the the total 
uh, Red Bull cost of exceeding it, exceeded the cost cap by uh, £1.864 million, pounds, um, which in percentage terms of the total cost cap was 1.6% uh, overspend. So it was in that, when, when the, 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 the mm. minor overspend was spoken about, that was going to be anything from 0 to 5%, or was it 0.1% to 5%. Um, what was also interesting in, in the report that was released um, was... Uh, Rebel got also got their tax and sums a little bit wrong or, or form filling as well. I mean, trust me, I'm I'm useless to these sorts of things, so I don't really feel to, don't really blame them. But their their notional tax credit was incorrectly um, applied, and so the, if it was correctly applied, the overspend would have been, and I will quote the number exactly, uh, four hundred four hundred thirty two thousand six hundred fifty two pounds of wow. the budget overspend, which equate, equates to just zero point three. 7% budget overspend. Now, it still would have been classified as a minor overspend, and I assume the penalties may have been less, but the st- penalties still would have applied. So even if they'd got the the admin side correct, uh, they still would have overspent. Um, but uh, yeah. but by, by, yeah, £430,000 rather than what nearly £1.9 million. And that's the bit that I've read that sentence so many times. I've seen some of the best F1 commentators. Some of them have become overnight accountants by the sea. You know, I, I don't know whether they don't like to admit, you know, that they can't explain this uh, to their, you know, tens of thousands of Twitter followers. I've read that, and I, honestly, I don't understand it. It's to do with tax credits. I don't really understand it yet. But Christian Horner has said, in terms of this, it is very complicated. How have Red Bull reacted in that press conference they called this morning, which is only like 45 minutes ago, so I haven't read Horner's quotes? Yes, no, as you can probably imagine, they're, they're not happy with uh, the, the, the penalties that have come their way. Uh, Red Bull team boss Christian Horner has called them dr- draconian uh, to an extent and, and massively excessive to to the spend, that, and they feel, although begrudgingly they have accepted it, of course, because they had the option not to, um, they feel that they they want to draw a line under 2021 and not drag this process out uh, over what could potentially be another 12 months um, if it went if it went the other way. So right. yeah, they they they're not happy, but they're begrudgingly taking it. Um, they they do have concerns that it will, it will hamper their their performance and their progress in the future with with the sporting penalty but um yes uh, far far from happy is what you could say but that that was always going going to be the case i don't think anyone was going to be happy with with the outcomes here so mm. um yes more more to come on that front with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky <gasps> No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zach Brown said that any possible breach, regardless of the amount, constitutes cheating. That was in a letter that he wrote to the bosses of Formula One and the FIA ahead of COTA. Does this accepted breach agreement effectively admit wrongdoing? And also the FIA had something to say about Red Bull's intent. Can you fill us in on that? Yeah, so it was key key wording in the report as well, saying there was no signs or evidence of intentional wrongdoing or, or let's paraphrase, cheating. Um, it was just more of a 
misunderstanding of or misinterpreting of the rules as well as the administrative errors um which then yeah does sort of contradict the the assertions of of it uh, constitutes cheating from from Zach Brown it's but but i guess by the letter of the law they have breached the cost cap therefore it constitutes a type of breaking the rules intentional or not you you can do that mm. with anything you can um yeah, have broke run broken parts that you may, may not be allowed to, and the FAA will potentially give you a penalty and then potentially rescind it a few days later, uh, which is what yeah. we've also had to deal with uh, over the, the last week or so with Fernando Alonso and his uh, uh, wing mirrors that um, got him got him in trouble, then didn't get him in trouble um, after the United States Grand Prix. So yeah, it's 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 one of those. I think you ask Red Bull, it, no, they don't see it as, as cheating and. They will use the the, the reasoning of the these uh, financial rules and the cost cap are very much in their infancy. This is literally the first year they've been been applied, so these things were always bound to come up. Horner also said he was he was almost stunned that none of the other teams f- fell into this situation of 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 the areas of where they've seen to be overspending, but none of them have so uh, it, that's an interesting <laughs> dynamic as well sort of assertions really of how have they got around it and it's like well at least to our knowledge and the FIA's knowledge they did not overspend did not break the cost cap so let's yeah. just dig a little bit deeper into this 10% fall in aerodynamic testing applied in relation to Red Bull's wind tunnel time and CFD next year which having won the constructors championship the team was due to get 70% of the 7th placed team's uh, aerodynamic testing time that now gets reduced by 10% so it falls to 63% as you told us in the intro um, if Ferrari and Mercedes keep second and third they get 75 and 80% of the seventh place team's event, uh, testing time do we have a sense yet and neither you or I or I'm guessing many of the listeners although I know many people who listen to this podcast work in Formula 1 so hello aerodynamicists uh, <laughs> listening to this but as the majority of us aren't do we have a sense yet of how much of a punishment it is taking away this testing time from Red Bull it, it very much depends who you ask uh, and, and where their employment lies in terms of this specific uh, element but Christian <laughs> Horner of, of his team estimates um, it to cost the team between a quarter of a second to half a second per lap was worth of development into next season and and bearing in mind the fine margins that you have at, at the front that sounds that's 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 huge that is that's is a massive potential loss of development of, of performance and I guess you could look at it another way the percentage of yeah, aerodynamic testing they're allowed. Talk about the 63. The the team that finishes last this season will have close to 115, 120%. So that's basically double the amount of time they can spend in a wind tunnel in, in CFD learning and, and drawing. So it's, yeah, they're, they're like working with half <laughs> half the amount of yeah. the, the last team. Now, that's not to say, of course, that the team that isn't currently in last place is going to overtake the team that's in first place within a year. But the scale of that is 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 huge. So it'll be interesting. Um, we we also had some of questions and answers on that before before the cost cap even became a factor, uh, saying that sort of the the five six percent difference between the the top teams before penalties were applied um, was only worth one run in the wind tunnel, according to Matteo Binotto for Ferrari. Like that, that's, they they were second or or one place below. Sorry, and that's what they were estimating it to be, which. 
probably equates, they thought at the time, to a tenth of a second per lap in development. So oh, wow. we are talking margins that will impact next year's championship. But yeah, you're, you're right. The scale of that is is difficult to know, depending on how good the, the teams are at developing their cars. Um, and you're right, our, our, our listeners that are aerodynamicists <laughs> will know and have their own opinions a lot more on, on what is possible with, with the amount of time they can have. So yeah, I guess it depends who you ask in terms of right, the exact okay. numbers. Okay. Well, I've got two more questions for you. The first one is Aston Martin. They were also fined today, but a lot less than Red Bull, but a lot more than Williams for their procedural breach. Can you fill us in on that one? Yes, yeah, so their their total fine was $450,000 um, for, for the inaccurate submission within their cost cap. They didn't exceed the cost cap, let me make that clear, but um, the inaccuracies related to... Um, they're developing their their headquarters, so their 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 new facilities, which were just opposite Silverstone, um, which I was by coincidence drive, driving past on on Wednesday and looked and went blimey, they're big. So yeah, it's really <laughs> impressive when you see the their new outfit they're building. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. And within that, yeah, within that, they're building a new wind tunnel. They're building a new F1 simulator, and it was all these these details that were say, I guess, on top of. The, the regular cost cap submissions that that weren't with within what the procedures were required, uh, but again it should be should be stated as we said with Red Bull that there was therefore I said there was no signs of intentional wrongdoing or, or cheating. Let's say um, yeah. I think they but again it, that that this is probably the the penalties and the punishment we probably could have predicted at the start of this cost cap saga because. It is the first year of them. These things could could happen. These grey areas, people get it wrong. Much like you say with the Williams fine. Okay, it was much smaller, but those were the ones that we'll perhaps expect at least in these early years. Let's uh, if it happens next year and year after, that would be someone's <laughs> someone's done this. Then they're wrong. <laughs> Some's wrong, and maybe need to speak to their accountants and financial uh, advisors on that one. But um, yeah, yeah, the the, the 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 fine, and it's just purely a financial fine. Um, no, no sporting penalty or, or otherwise. As odd as it sounds, seven million dollars is not a huge amount of money. And I know that sounds utterly bonkers to say for a team like Red Bull. Yes, operating under the budget cap, it's not what McLaren had, which was $100 million and losing all of their constructors' points, the drivers' points stayed. That, I would say, is draconian. Let's finish off by asking about other team bosses. We are recording this as the story is ongoing, but do you know if any of them have responded yet? I think they're they're formulating their their comments, to put it politely. (laughs) Um, I do know that from from our colleagues in in the paddock in Mexico right now, uh, at the time of recording, that the most team bosses are holding off saying anything until they hear from from Christian Horner who's as I said just just spoken now um and then they will they will give their their own reaction but it will be fascinating so I, I definitely encourage all, all listeners to keep keep eyes glued on on autosport.com and and the magazine of course next week when it comes out because um well this, this all started with accusations of um well full, false and wild accusations uh, about overspending and reasons behind it but um yes it's red bull that has copped a penalty both financial and sporting and then the other question is which we will be asked to everyone and i think you get a different answer from everyone is is it strong enough has it been firm enough with the the overspend that they've done it's difficult oh. it's difficult to say I think if we're honest and heart, heart, heart of hearts, despite 
what some of the more aggressive sides of F1 fandom on social media may think. The the 2021 results being changed, particularly on the drivers' front, was always going to be a long shot. Was always going to be incredibly unlikely. The the problems that may cause and just the, the reality of it was unlikely. I think in half parts this type of penalty of the the money and the forward looking penalty, i.e., yeah, the reduction in aerodynamic testing was much more likely, but whether it's enough, yeah, that that's a good question, and it will be fascinating to find. Well, but first of all, we'll, we'll, we'll only know in the future when we see where Rebels' car stacks up against the rest uh, as next season progresses. So, to fully answer it, uh, stay tuned to the 2023 <laughs> Formula One season. Absolutely. Well, Christian Horner spoke for 50 minutes um, in the end. I did dip into Formula One Twitter um, and uh, sort of a bit like that that meme where someone enters the room and immediately turns around and goes again. I, I looked at it and the fans were just at each other's throats. And I thought, I'm not ready for this. It's Friday night. I've got FP1 <laughs> to go watch in a minute. I will. And it, it, it looked horrible already. Um and I was like, oh, yeah. I know no, the, the one thing we can guarantee is nobody's going to be happy about. No the one's outcome. happy with this. So that, I, I, I would argue that maybe that is the right thing, the right outcome. That nobody is happy. The FAA, well, they can't, they can't mean. please one team and not another. So you might as well just upset all teams. <laughs> everyone's unhappy yeah, so let's, just yeah. get, let's go and have a motor race this weekend in Mexico exactly uh, brilliant Hayden thank you for filling us in it's an in- insanely busy day for you and there's a time difference uh, and you took 25 minutes to come and explain this to our listeners and we, we really appreciate that thank you so much for joining us oh, on the Autosport Podcast that's oh, not was a pleasure tomorrow there'll be the qualifying uh, pod with Luke and Cotters who are both in the paddock this weekend and I will see you Sunday with both of those guys uh, if you are looking out for the podcast as we publish it it'll be about 4am on Monday morning uh, so maybe get up at a reasonable time and listen at your pleasure uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next one Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? 
Just stop. This is a 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.